Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all are getting a fantastic start to the new year. Hopefully you stay with those resolutions. Hopefully you keeping your eye on those goals that you've decided to make. And hopefully that you are feeling better about this year than you did last year. I just want to thank everyone who's consistently showing up and supporting the podcast. Like I said, I always got to tell you all thank you because Without you all, we couldn't have these type of conversations. I wouldn't have half the topics because you guys are so good about sharing what type of things we need to discuss. And like we always say, the purpose of the podcast is to be able to discuss real issues, real topics, and more importantly, get real solutions. So last week, if you missed it, yo, you missed a very great start to the year. We were joined by Nate Evans Jr. to talk about misplaced motivations. Sometimes we get motivated to do things in the new year for the wrong reason. And so he gave some great tips and strategies on how to apply uh, uh, how to apply that motivation in a way that is useful, resourceful, impacts your relationship and your love life, but more importantly, helps you internally, helps you internally be able to keep that motivation for the long term so you don't have to worry about falling off and having to start over again. So if you're listening to this episode, you know what? I won't be mad. You can pause, go listen to that episode, and then jump right back over here after you're finished. Also, I do want to say, yo, Wake Up and Love is in full effect. If you've been keeping track on social media, you've been seeing we've been having weekly meetings with just people who value relationships that you could be single, you could be in a committed relationship, you could be married, but we meet every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to talk about strategies, real tools to be able to make love last for a lifetime. So if you're interested in being part of this type of community where you can get, you have access to licensed therapists, psychiatrists, sex therapists, certified relationship coaches, head on over to Wake Up and Love dot com and join the movement join the community i've been really getting blessed even though i share a lot it's always great to have people that i can learn from i don't have all the answers you hear me say it at the end of every show i don't have all the answers so i'm always learning and trying to grow as well so if you want a, a genuine community go ahead and head on over to wake up in love um, so you can get that information but i know why you all are here you're here for the conversation this week. I listen. I am super excited to get. <laughs> I'm just really excited for this guest. Let me go ahead and get them in here. One second. All right, Thank guest, you. introduce yourself. My name is Davon Breedlove. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I love my city. 
Uh, currently, I live in Dallas, Texas. I am a mental health advocate whose vision is to one day become a global mental health advocate and create solutions to common and complex issues. Mm, okay, so Na- Nashville, Tennessee, could you, could you real quick just just share what what university did you go to? I'm just curious. <laughs> in Tennessee, what, what, which one did you happen to go to? Man, man. So Tennessee State University. I thought I was wearing a, a wrong jacket just now, but <laughs> Tennessee State University, man, that's my HBCU. Much love to the home team, Tennessee State. Listen, I <laughs> that's actually where we met, for those who don't know, in the psychology department. Um, it's funny, we're gonna talk about some stuff that went on because it, it talking about switching it up, you really do have to switch it up sometimes being at HBC. You know, not to them, but it's just yeah. the experience. So mm-hmm. I do have a couple get to know you questions. So when when you want to kind of just relax and detach and get away from everybody, what are some things you like to do that helps you recharge your inner tank, recharge your battery? So that you could be the best version of yourself, man. Um, good question. Good question. So um, over the last year or so, I've been really intentional with things like that. So for me, it just depends on how deep the pressure is on me. So um, I have ways to, I guess, focus on mind, body, and soul directives. So that's how I really live my life. So. Um, sometimes I might do something for my mind, body, or soul. That can be anything from journaling, uh, man, catching up with a loved one, walking the lake, um, for my body, the gym, of course. I like working out, boxing is dope. Uh, something physical, meditation, um, and yoga, pretty dope activities for me. And for the soul, man, you got to reach deep, you know, whether that's your religion, practicing, um, something of the sort tapping into the word is i got so many different things so it really depends on what pressure i'm feeling how much time i got um even before this um before we joined on today i meditated for 10 minutes so i might feel a little relaxed right now and that's typically how it goes oh i love it like having a method to recharge like because we can't give to people to others what we don't already have within us so Man. I'm glad to hear that you have some type of process, procedure, and broken down into areas where you can, like, refill yourself. Like, I- I'm sorry. I'm over the hustle hustle culture. Like, the, yeah. the grind season, like, it-, it sounds good. Like, it's good for motivation, but the practicality of it, we're seeing, especially in men, is really, like, grinding us down and not allowing us to be there emotionally for the people that we love. So that's good that you have that. Also, so (laughs) I'm bringing this question back. So let's say you got one final meal that you're going to eat. It's your last meal. What would that (laughs) consist of? My last meal. Man, that's hard. Uh, I'll probably dive into some some Mexican food. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I just dive in it. Just, just give me everything. Gotcha. Got it. you said you're in Dallas, right? Have you been to uh, Iron Cactus? Iron Cactus, I have not. It's downtown. It's it's a Mexican restaurant. It's really good. I'll write it down. Iron yeah, Cactus. Iron Cactus. Iron Cactus is right across from that big eyeball. The eyeball that's down there. It's in that little cove area. Uh, 
those who know me know I'm secretly trying to get to Dallas. So I'm a little excited whenever someone's like, they in Dallas. Like, yeah, I know this place. I know this Caribbean spot. So yeah. that, that's cool, cool. And I have one final question. Uh-huh. What comes to mind when you hear the word love? Man, first word came to mind um, when you said there was commitment. Mm. Commitment. Um, man, it's in my last name. So commitment, connection, you know, so many different things. Um, honestly, I like to lead in love, which is, um, man, just leading with your heart, being open, being expressive. Um, not allowing your ego to really overshadow your actions and your thoughts, your beliefs in that moment. So that's what I would consider um, how a person can lead with love. Mm, I love it. I love it. Leading with love. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the topic. And it's a good one. Uh, It's one that I've been thinking about for a while. And I think now that we're in January, I think it's important that we kind of mention this because a lot of people can tend to get stuck right around this part of the month. Like at the end of January, you know, you got the juices flowing, like you excited, you motivated, you got everything on your vision board, everything's still nice and glossy. You got all the dry erase markers that you can find, like you've been writing them everywhere. But let's go ahead and start off this way. Our mind is a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Our mind likes to make our lives more efficient. And it does this by forming habits, mm-hmm. forming habits. So our brain is always calculating what are different ways where I can make a task much easier. One of my most favorite experiences was when I used to work at an uh, after school program during the summer and I used to have kids do team building activities. And so what I would do is have them try to construct different types of structures using either those solo cups or different types of building blocks. And what we would do is we would say, hey, everybody can only use their left hand. They could only use their left hand. So, of course, after doing it a while, they would be able to get a little bit faster. They become a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But then as the task got higher and higher, got more challenging and more challenging, What we saw was a lot of the students had difficulty adjusting if they were not you, if their left hand was not their dominant hand, if it wasn't their dominant hand. In life, there are tasks where we get really comfortable doing things a certain way. Mm -hmm. We get comfortable with how uh, we clock in at a certain time, we wake up and eat breakfast at a certain time. And we've done things a certain way so long. But there comes a time where we do need to switch things up. We do need to switch things up. In this new year, Mr. Bree Love, people are trying to use old habits to create new experiences, to, to accomplish new goals. What is the problem with being so stuck in one particular way of thinking 
so much so that it does not allow us to reach the goals. What's the challenge in there? What's the problem with that? Man, um, really not being able to pivot, you know, when you sit yourself in a situation where you convince yourself um, it doesn't leave much room for growth or uh, well, it doesn't leave room for growth and instead it can leave you stagnant. So I think that's probably the main point that I'm thinking right now is that, um, you know, old habits don't really create new solutions. Mm -hmm. So think about it. At at one point, the strategy did work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of people do stuff. At one point, it was working. What is a potential sign other than maybe not advancing, but what do you think may be some other signs that maybe what I've been doing all this time is not indeed working? Man, um, for myself personally, I look for trends in my life. You know, like us in this mental health space, we are taught to look for trends. So when I'm basically stuck in a rut and and I'm trying to get to a certain place or a certain position in life, if, if, these old habits aren't working and I got to do better. So I remember one day I was getting a, get my hair cut and uh, I was talking to my barber about just how I was doing pretty good at what I was doing in this one, this one space I was in. And he was like, yeah, Brie Love, I think you're good, man. But uh, you do you want to be great? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, yeah, of course. You know, I feel like I'm great. He was like, nah, what you told me was good. But what you're talking about, what you're trying to get to is greater. So... You know, it's the difference between good and great. So you just got to do better. And if you knew better, you do better. So he was right. And, um, man, I started to implement new strategies to that plan and, you know, was able to create more solutions. But, man, you can't really um, you can't really exist off new hab- old habits for long. You know, not the- especially in the world that we live in, everything changes. Everything changes so fast, so often, living in this, this age of technology. So you definitely got to be able to pivot. So I'm curious, what was your response when your barber says that? Because listen, you said you, you thought you was doing good and, and you were, <laughs> but he was like, nah, bro, there, there's another level. What was your response to that? Man, I don't ask for advice uh, from anybody and then get offended by it mm. because the folks in my circle, we to the point, you know, I'm not really sensitive or not that I'm not sensitive, but um there's just a time and place for everything so in moments when i'm needing feedback and i'm trying to receive from somebody i i know certain folks might hit me with the real the way that i might do it and that's the way i like to receive it so Mm -hmm. you got you know you got to know your tribe so in that moment i knew that if i'm going to ask this guy something he's going to be a thousand with it and that's what i needed (laughs) i needed him to um tell me tell me you know give it to me straight and because in that moment I didn't need somebody to coddle me and tell me that, oh, you're doing good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because then if that was the case, I may not have, I may have not uh, have taken that chance on myself and took a pivot to another direction. I might have would have just say, hey, you know, it'll eventually work out and would have been and could have wasted more time or anything. So in that moment, man, it it is like many moments. You got to put up or shut up. Mm. And, and the ego can't be a part of that. Because think about it, a a lot of times people do not want to change because it's an ego thing. I don't want to admit that this isn't working. I don't want to admit that there's a a better way to do what I have always done. It worked before. Why wouldn't it work now? And think about it. 
first it's an internal battle. It's an internal battle. And then if it, someone else externally says it, now you're trying to fight them. Yeah. Now you're trying to fight. And I, and I say this a lot of times, like in therapy, when I'm working with people, especially talking about relationships, and I just happen to highlight, hey, you said that you've tried this type of dating style this many times and it's not working. Like, maybe it's time to try something else. Oh, no, I can't do that. What do you mean try something else? Like, that would mean I would have to change. I'm not the one who needs to change. They need to change. But if you really want to be great or good at anything, whether it's a relationship with your family, the ego can't be a part of that. The ego can't be so much involved that think about, no, just think about like we have homeboys and seen people where if you tell them anything, now they're just all upset. They got yeah. the stank attitude. They, they, they think you're hating on them. But no, like we're trying to, I love the word pivot, being where you're at and turning to do something different. And if you have people in your life that can help you pivot, that's a very important. So where in the world can people even find people like that? People who can tell them where, hey, you may need to switch things up a little bit, or hey, you've been very consistent, but there's another level you can get to. How do you even find those type of people? Man, leading with love, being open to, you know, um, the world around you. I think a lot of people um, that are used to those old habits, sticking with those same crowds of people, um, you you continue to be, but not really become that same person. You kind of just stay as that same person. So I know a lot of the growth that came from my life, a lot of it came from Tennessee State. Um, although I was, I'm from Nashville, I went to school in Nashville. It didn't seem like I was in the same city. It really didn't because I was exposed to so many different people and those different types of exposure brought on different experiences to my life that I was able to um, apply in different ways and teach me how to um, be a different version of myself. And present day, I still got them same friends, the ones from first grade, fifth grade, you know, all of those same people are still a part of my life. But, you know, we all had kind of like a similar vision, you know, with life. So it took different experiences, different, and me being open to um, allowing other people to pour into me because you can also have the right people around you, but if they're trying to plant seeds and you're not in a space to receive them, then you won't. Right, right. Being open to it. Mm. And, and that's the thing, like, like you said, leading with love, that's so underrated because the intention's got to be good. Like that's you can't true. just just be wanting to get in people's space just to take, take, take for your own benefit. That, that backfires every time because now what happens is People will talk. No, nah, this person only wants information to do for them. They're not. It's not reciprocal. It's mm -hmm. not reciprocal. And being willing to get in spaces where you're not normally at takes a lot of courage mm -hmm. and vulnerability because you you are going to be in spaces where you don't know the language. You don't know the, the norms. Uh, you don't know how people actually normally act in those spaces. But guess what? It's a great Growing opportunity. And you kind of touched on it, so I want to go here. <laughs> Tennessee State was a big growing opportunity for me. Yeah, it was, it was a big growing. So do you remember a professor, Dr. Chapman? <laughs> so, so, listen, so I remember being in this class, the first, my first 
time having him. I remember hearing about him, and they were like, yo, yo, just be ready. Like, you're going to have to be on your P's and Q's. My first day in the class, three people, not one, not two, three people <laughs> asked me, yo, how many times you take this class? I'm like, yeah. yeah. What do you mean? They was like, no, how many times? This is three, four? I'm like, whoa, this is mm-hmm. one. He's like, oh, you're going to have to take it again. I was like, what you mean take it again? They're like, man, this class is so hard. It's this, that, and the third. He does, he does tests. They're weighted, this, that, and the other. And yep. one of the things that I said to myself on that first day, Brie Love, is like, I ain't taking this class again. Yeah. I'm not taking it again. And so what I started doing was asking other people, like, yo, what do you think made you fail? Is like, you taking this three times. What, what happened? Like, man, I just didn't do this, this, and that. Noted. I said, like, hey, sis, how many times you take this class? Man, I'm on four. Four? That don't make no sense. <laughs> what, what and you know, I, I'm not exaggerating on the three and the four. But yeah. I asked them, I was like, what, what do you think messed you up? Like, what happened? Man, it was this, that, and the third, and I didn't do this? Noted. And so what I did was I listened to what everyone was saying their hardship was and did the exact opposite. Made, I made a plan for it. Yeah. One of the things that, this is just an example, they said his voice was very monotone. It does not change, which it was. It, it was the constant, just one one band, one sound through the whole 50-minute lecture. So what I decided to do was go ahead and I had a laptop. I hit record. <laughs> I hit Because re- I would zone out. Or yeah. I'd be trying to take notes and I'd miss something. But I decided to learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. What are some things as far as why do you think enough people have to experience it themselves before they get the lesson rather than learning from other people's mistakes and making that pivot? Man, honestly, I still think about that sometimes um, because I'm the type of person that I can learn from other people's mistakes. So at TSU, as a freshman, a lot of the people that I crowded around were upperclassmen. And it's like, why would I stay in this crowd with the freshmen that are making the same mistakes I'm making as a freshman? I need to learn from them and mentor this person, this person that was my mentor. Hey, uh, what did you do in this situation? Or how did this work out for you when you hit this type of situation or whatever? Like, I mean, I had a lot of people that I considered, you know, um, like big brother figures in my life. And um, I never understood why a person would um, kind of follow the crowd, the whole, if he jump off the bridge, then I'm gonna jump off the bridge. I didn't understand that. But if I think about it from through, uh, I guess, someone else's lens, maybe it's uh, maybe self-doubt, maybe insecurities um, around um, maybe not having a big enough vision around your direction. Mm. Maybe that would be probably a reason why a person wouldn't learn from other people's mistakes or be willing to learn from other people's mistakes because I feel like we got one chance at life. So, you know, you don't really, you don't really have the time. I mean, you can, you, you have time to. No, you said it. No, you said it right. We don't have the time. You we know, don't time have to slip by. You know, you can continue to, you know, I, you know, I've had a career change and stuff and all that good stuff. So, you know, you feel me thinking with that mindset, I, I probably would have stayed where I was. So, 
I wouldn't say be binded by the time, but at the same time, don't think that time isn't just passing by either because you don't get any younger. And the reality of it is, it is what it is. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, maybe, maybe insecurities. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And one of the areas that I think is so heavily impacted by people not taking the advice of others is relationships. I don't think enough people are getting enough either information from professionals or people who have lived the experience. Like you said, you got around upperclassmen who were active and you could see that if you get to senior level, you've had to have accomplished something. Yeah. Now, when it comes to relationships, so many people, and I will say it's the millennial range and younger, are having this conflict with pivoting based on the information of the older generation. Is that something you're seeing happening? What are your thoughts on that? Like, because think about it, if we're going to like, we, we haven't been here before, yeah. but there are people who have. Not everyone is successful, but then again, not every doctor is successful. Not every NBA player is a successful NBA player. But we don't say, oh, I don't want to still shoot and try to do that. Why do you think we take that approach with, with relationships? Um, man, I think I think it's we still in that same space. What are we talking about, man? Just allowing those old habits to overrule our life because present day, me, um, when I go to the barbershop every Friday, my barber Watts, barber Banks in the room, they both married. I respect their relationships. I respect their perspectives on love and and how they they lead their lives with their wives and and their kids. Like so, man, I I literally I can talk to them all day about just different perspectives and things like that. I'm not married, so I'm preparing mentally with the seeds that they drop on me because they have valuable information. They've been in a position that I haven't been in before, you know, and, and continuing to thrive in it. So because I idolize different aspects of their relationships, I ask them certain questions that I see uh, fit for my own life. Mm. But I don't have a fear of changing. You feel me? I, I'm not perfect. I don't think I am. So I know that, um, you know, I have, they've been able to point out certain habits that I have or trends that they can see in my life that I might not have been able to point out, you know, and we the same age. Actually, Watts is like four or five years younger than me, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, very wise. And um, me and Banks the same age, but at the same time, man, they're, they're very wise. And um, they're not my only go-tos when it comes down to relationships, but I think it just comes from um, being open being open to just leading love, man. That's <laughs> that's like my tagline because it 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 really mean it really means a lot because you really have to be vulnerable in certain spaces to be able to receive. Yeah, yeah, and, and think about it. We are very well aware that everyone doesn't have access to mental health services, whether mm -hmm. it's a therapist, whether it's psychiatrists, whether it's marriage and family, whatever it is. But we do have access to wells of information as far as relationships with these older people in our community. I love talking to people who have been married 25, 35, mm -hmm. like plus years. 
Because what I'm seeing is looking back, they have been able to sift out what's important and what's not. Yeah. What is a necessary change and what do you spend too much time on? Mm-hmm. Things that you need to be solid in this from day one to day forever. And you need to pivot on this. Don't die on that hill. <laughs> like yeah. there's certain things that, but you don't know that if you haven't live that long and i think especially like if we take time to just hear other people out we'll be able to really gain some information that can better inform what we do yeah you said something something else earlier and i want to touch on it still going back to this ability to pivot relationships are emotional a lot of emotion is involved yeah we are, it's, it's really an experience. Everybody knows that feeling that they get when they see someone they're attracted to or you just hit it off. Like mm-hmm. that's something, it's an experience. What is it you think about emotions that can also get in the way of our ability to change and pivot, especially if we need to? What about emotions that can get in the way? Mm-hmm. Um... If we're talking about myself, I I can be very stubborn. <laughs> so if I want to talk about, you know, um, things that I have that have been challenges for me in the past, um, I go out my way to be a servant, to be very uh, loving and things of the sort. But then when I'm right, I'm right. And, I'm, and I can be stubborn and that can get in the way of a thriving situation or a thriving space. So it is important to um man not allowing your weaknesses to overshadow um a space so it's more so about the ego so not allowing your ego to trump a relationship because when you are committing when you're in a commitment with anyone it's uh it's, it's extremely valuable to um man put the relationship first and not yourself so much so I, that's a big lesson I learned, honestly. And that's with friendships, anything. It's kind of like, you know, I, um, I'm learning to, um, man, just, just allow my heart to be a little bit more open, even in times when I am right. Because jumping up and down to say you're right doesn't prove a point when you're, you have a lifelong partner with you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And think about it. Our emotions can be our best friend and our worst enemy. And, and sometimes that emotional, the emotional attachment to how we've always done things or how we are can get in the way of us changing for the better. We got to watch that. It can keep you alive, though. I mean, like you said in the beginning, um, we have certain patterns that we live by. Um, your brain is set up, you know, for survival. So your brain is supposed to act in a certain way to keep us alive. So me being stubborn is 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 a great uh, defense mechanism, you know, in my everyday life when it's to, you know, enemies or, you know, people who may oppose me, but it's not always as a, it's not necessarily a strength when it is in it's when it's in more of an intimate space. So you got to know when to turn it on and turn it off, when to learn to use it as a tool, how to exercise it and uh man, practice it more efficiently. 
Cool. I love that. I love that. So we're going to go ahead and transition into our final segment of the show, which is Flip the Script. And Flip the Script is the segment of the show where our guest provides a simple tool or strategy for either a situation or a challenge that we discussed in the show. So, Relove, you ready for your question? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So someone may be listening and be like, you know what? I actually do need to pivot. But in this technology age, there seems to be so many different methods and strategies for how to start making those changes. How can I start narrowing down the options and be able to pick a strategy or a way of change that best that it, that will be best for me? Hmm. Man, knowing yourself, knowing yourself, um, I think. A lot of us are adopting different personalities and ways of being um, on an everyday basis. We have so much exposure to everybody else's lives that we're like, I like that. I like this. I like that. I like this. And then you're molding and creating a version of yourself on a daily when you really need to stay rooted and grounded in your mission, your values and your purpose. I think just identifying your MVPs is what I call them mission, values, and purposes, and um, that'll lead you where you need to go. So for my for myself, for example, uh, my mission is to be who I needed when I was younger. So if anything objects me being that person that I need to, that I'm becoming, then it, it doesn't align with who I'm, you know, what I need in my life. Um, my vision is, like I said, to be a global mental health advocate. If it objects that, if if it's, oh, you should practice law. Let's have this conversation about changing your career about to, to law. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit into the vision. And um, as far as my purpose is leading in love. And if I'm in spaces where, you know, there's a lot of jealousy, a lot of hate and, and just negative emotions, you know, that are part of my tribe, like the people who pour into me, then I don't need that because my my goal, my purpose is to lead with my heart. So that's that's me personally. That's those are my that's my mission. That's my vision. That's my purpose. So I think if we take the time into learning what keeps us grounded, what what fills our spirit, what makes us feel whole, we'll be in the positions and the places that we need to be in. Oh, I love it! And there you guys have it, Bree Love. Thank you for joining us this week. No doubt, fam. No doubt. <laughs> Please let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and social media. Man, so uh, on LinkedIn, you know, it's my business space. Um, of course, you can find me, Davon Bree Love, there. You can search me up as well with the same name on Facebook. Twitter is Bree Love Last Easy Three. You feel me? Same on Instagram. Um, other than that, I don't really approve uh, requests on Snapchat, so don't follow me on there. <laughs> But nah, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. You can just look me up. Davon Bree Love is that simple. Um, I'm a mental health advocate. You can tap in with me with any questions. If you have need any resources or things like that, that's what I'm here for. All right, and I'll have all his information down in the show notes. So please don't go try to do it right now if you're driving. We're not paying for anybody's insurance if you're wrecked. So don't call messaging me say, hey, I was trying to look at the guest information. I ain't hearing it. So yeah, please yeah. on over to iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, please head on over to Love Unscripted HD where you can see the full video for this episode. Also, if you're looking for a relationship community where you get weekly access to licensed counselors, therapists, and relationship 
um, experts. Please head on over to wakeupinlove.com and meet us there in the morning. And hey, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.